it's it's a world it's an adventure adventuring world with magic and you own slaves so as uh as you're slowly becoming the slave expert um through all your other anime watching now nick um mm. uh, you know it's, it's okay to have a harem if they're slaves hello and welcome back to another dead pixel a podcast about shows anime games a little bit of everything in between I'm your host today, Joe, and with me, the guy who believes in burning the candle at the top, bottom, and in the middle, Nick. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. Um, the, it's Most people just burn it at one end. Some people burn it at both ends, but only pro-level uh, gamers burn it at all three ends, and yes, there are three ends. Um, you do have to usually cut out a little bit of the wax in the middle to get to the wick or to get to, uh, yeah, I guess it would be the wick. Um, I know a lot about candles. Uh, it shows, I know. And uh, it, that's just the fastest way to get through it. Um, just burn it all. Just flamethrower it and you're done. And uh, anyway, that's that's what I like to do. Um, I'm doing good tonight, Joe. Well, How burn are you? it all. Uh, words of wisdom from Nick. Burn it all down. Burn it all down. Okay. We can rebuild from the ashes. All right. See what... Uh, so rebuilding from the ashes of this opening. Like we, all right, we, we used are. to say in college, we used to say, burn it all down and see what rises from the ashes. All right. So another dead pixel. Uh, this today is uh, the 15th of July. Uh, this will probably post up on the 16th, Saturday. And we this hope. is episode 22. So, yeah. How you been doing, man? How was, the, uh, how was your fourth? Good. Um, it was good. I went to a, uh, a 4th of July party barbecue, somebody's apartment in downtown Austin and it was cool, but I had, um, a really stuffed up nose toward the end and I just couldn't breathe. And I was like, we we're just waiting for the fireworks to start. They said they were going to start at like eight 30. They lied. Sun wasn't even, it wasn't even dark at 8.30. And then, then, and then it was like 9, and it was actually, it didn't start till 9.30 when it's actually finally fully dark. Um, and then fireworks were cool, and I got, and I was on a roof, and it was like, okay, this is really cool, but I just couldn't really enjoy them because my nose was all stopped up. And so as soon as the fireworks were done, I was like, thank you to the host, and I got the hell out of there. And then I got in the car and turned onto, um, a street that was busy, but I thought, oh, I can go down the street and turn right and then get on the highway. No, they blocked off every, every side street. Uh, and so I was just stuck in this vortex of hell and I had to go straight across a bridge um, and then finally turn, turn right and then loop around and get on a highway. But I was like, if I had literally gone, I could have gone all the way around the city and I would have gotten home probably 30 minutes sooner than I actually did. It took forever. I was like, I mean, it was busy, but I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like, why are you shutting down the streets? <laughs> Just, I don't understand. It's like, the, it was, I mean, there's like, there's like a stadium there nearby. So I guess that's why people were at the stadium watching fireworks. I don't know. 
Anyway, so my fourth was cool until it was very frustrating. How was your fourth of July, Joe? Uh, it was all right. Uh, so unfortunately, we had uh, some storms come in. And so what happened was the uh, a lot of local, like, smaller uh, towns were canceling their fireworks. And what they did is uh, they all came to our place. And uh, then they also upped the uh, the fireworks time by about half an hour. So usually what would happen is uh, we would have, you know, like last couple of years, uh, we've had our kids outside and we can see them from our front yard. And we just go to the end of our driveway and look over our neighbor's house. And, you know, you can see them pretty decent size. So, it was, you know, and you can hear them and feel them for sure. So that's that's usually what we do. But that's cool. uh, our kids passed out early, put them in the bedroom and we have a sound machine. So you know, white noise machine, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they slept through the whole darn thing. I uh, that's actually really cool. I've always been partial to um, this is not a race thing, but I've always been partial to brown noise. Have you ever heard of brown noise? Yeah, you you like to feel the warm fuzzies from below. So I'll ignore that statement and continue right <laughs> on. So white noise is kind of sharp on the ears. Uh, it's like the first thing you think of, but it's kind of it. The pitch on it is kind of high, but brown noise is a much lower pitch, so it's a little bit easier on the ears. And I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's just that it just feels better, but I feel like it drowns out sound better too. Anyway, so whenever I like need to drown out sound, like if I'm on a plane and I was like, I'm just going to get some sleep, I'll turn on that brown noise and that's, that's the ticket anyway. Well, just make sure you don't hit the brown note, you know, app on your phone. Uh, so, okay. Then we have here, that's a South Park reference from a long time ago. I didn't watch much South Park. I watched some. You probably were allowed to. Uh, (laughs) I definitely wasn't allowed to, but I definitely did a lot of that anyway, because, um, Gosh, I remember seeing South Park for the first time and just being like, I think I was like in fifth grade and just being like, man, this is brutal. Uh, anyway. So you mentioning how the streets were shut down and uh, when you were trying to go through your city, uh, one of the uh, in, we were in Tokyo for uh, just a summertime vacation and we happened to check up. We're like, oh, sweet. There's a fireworks festival going on uh, on the east side. And I'm trying to remember what river it goes down. Uh, but essentially, they end up closing the, I think it's the, uh, like, Sumida River. Uh, okay. Or it's the, it's around there. Anyways, it's one of the major rivers on the on the uh, east side. And they close off all the roads and stuff like that. So we happened to be there during this fireworks festival. We're like, yeah, let's go check this out. And we didn't realize how much they did for it. Uh, but all the main roads were closed. Uh, you so it reminded you of like a zombie apocalypse just walking down the center of the street just uh, hordes of people walking and people just vendors selling beers and you know other things just right uh, like so right in the middle of the road uh so we we took a we stood in the, right, the middle of a five-way intersection took a group photo uh you know just to you know my wife and a friend of ours we just ended up going and having a good time it was it was around the um I think the very north point was Asakusa, which is the uh, the temple with the big uh, lantern in the center that you see in a lot of the postcards. Yeah. So that okay. was like the northern peak, and it went all the way south. Uh, it was funny because you everyone was like, uh, the riverside was where the fireworks you could, can be seen, and then as you're walking down the road, you could see 
all the people just hoarded between the between the buildings because that's like the little sliver of light you can see everyone's like just smushed together mm -hmm. and then uh you would actually be able to see the fireworks better if you looked at the reflection on the buildings across the street so it was just kind of funny it's just like everyone's like oh, i want to see the fireworks and they're all smushing together like all right that's cool let's just keep on going um and we ended up uh stopping by like a convenient convenient and getting like a six like a six pack of beer and a six pack of like little mini wine cooler thing like wine bottles mm -hmm. and so yeah we just got really hammered as we went down the street and just picked up a lot of street food and it was it was one of it was like one of my best memories of tokyo dude get, <laughs> getting drunk and eating street street food is just one of the best pastimes of ever um it is it is so much fun when you're like man i'm so drunk and i'm so hungry i just want some meat on a stick man and it's that's great isn't hanabi in like the summertime hanabi is fireworks I thought there was like I thought there was like a day that they never mind. I'm talking about uh, uh, I, I know Hanabi's had I know Hanabi is fireworks, talk, but I thought there was like a day that they called that too. Um, I know there's Bonodori, uh, which is Oban uh festival, and we just did um, uh, what was it the? We just had uh Setsubon, uh the 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 bamboo festival uh yeah. that's that's seven, yeah seven three. I think that's seven three. Um, but that's the, when you make the wishes and you time to the bamboo uh, for Hikiboshi and I can't remember the other one. Okay. But the two lovers, uh, star-crossed lovers. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that that happens early July. Uh, so maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, about. yeah. They, uh, but we had like I said around here it was a good time. And uh, but just remember, you rem just reminded me of how streets are closed down, and like I, that's my mind goes straight to that whenever I see like. A massive parade or festival or something like that like stateside when they start closing down roads yeah. i'm like i just love the idea of walking down a road that should be occupied by cars and you're like yes I, like we own this right now this is our turf we um, have reclaimed the city <laughs> <laughs> so all right uh but yeah uh, outside of that uh yeah not much going on in my neck of the woods so all right i'll let you take it away with the news though yeah not a whole ton of news um this period i feel like there's a couple more things that i saw that um maybe a little bit a little bit more dated like from last week that i might have wanted to put on but i i forgot what they were um but uh first up we've got um final fantasy 16 uh did away with turn-based combat to appeal to younger generations uh this is what a, a producer is saying um anyway so i, I mean it's not really surprising I don't really, really remember if Final Fantasy 15 had turn-based combat um, and Final Fantasy 7 remake. I think that was that had both. Um, maybe you that's could what you could to. you could toggle it, but more or less it was it was it was fairly fluid. I felt it was most closer to active combat. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was made it was made to be played real time. Um, or like real time action combat. I mean, so like I pulled the story because I, I kind of have some opinions about it. Like the, there's like a romanticism now with turn-based combat, at least for me, it's like, yeah, I would like the combat to be turn-based or a part of me would like that. But you know, these games, um, nowadays with, you know, tens of millions, hundreds, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars spent on these games, they, 
the turn-based combat is is really too simple for the amount of money that they're planning to spend on it. And yeah, they could throw it in different places, but it's it's an old style. And there's so many games now from like lower like lower level studios, indie studios that can really take up that that uh, that turn-based style and do different things with it and and, and make it interesting because it's because it's cheaper to do that um, that I think I'm fine with I think I'm fine with Final Fantasy 16 going like okay I know it's our heritage but we gotta we gotta do away with it um, anyway so I was just wondering what 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 do you thought about that I didn't really see this as a surprise at all I just assumed it was going to be you know uh, yeah. this way because more or less because, you know, they've been pushing this for a long time. I mean, I think was it 13 was the last real turn-based is, that I can remember from them. 13 really wasn't uh, even, I guess it could be turn-based, but it wasn't, I didn't play it that way. Uh, yeah, but that was the last big like thing that came to my mind. Um, and, but they've been pushing for uh, a more active and you know, real time, like, or, you know, for a while and you can tell the fact that kingdom hearts uh then they when you know that's they wanted to make it more like that and that's why they did the uh seven remake that way and i'm like you know it's it's fine i don't really i'm not really a big fan of it because i don't like i just um i don't like to try to learn like the new implementation so i find whatever groove works for me and i didn't really dive super deep into um the seven remake I, I beat the game, but I didn't really dive too deep into the combat system. Yeah. Some people just went head over heels for it, and other people just absolutely hated it. There's but I'm not, like, there's really not much to it, honestly. Like the the original Final Fantasy VII combat system, and I, I mean, I haven't played it in in a long time. But the original Final Fantasy VII combat system was more in depth, more complicated, and honestly, more satisfying. Um, what they did with with the remake. And I played like 30 hours of that game. I didn't finish it, but I played like 30 hours of it. And, you know, it's it's good and it's okay, but it really could have been, it could have been more, I think. So for me, it was uh, the original, like the most exciting combat I remember ever coming across was uh, the Secret series, uh, Secret Amana, Secret Evermore, People love uh, those, or the yeah. Tales, you know, like the Tales game, like Tales of Fantasia. Um, so, like those, you know, uh, Secret of Mana was a three-player uh, co-op RPG, you know, action RPG. Uh, I liked it because as you, uh, you can send up like a healing item to somebody, and as they, as your party member got downed, uh, since you already activated that healing item, that healing item will take effect even after they've been knocked out so you would actually be able to not have to use, like you're not wasting the item plus you don't have to uh use a specific uh like whatever the uh you know like the phoenix down equivalent is uh in that game which i can't remember what it is anymore but it was it was nice because you had the you had it lined up and you could do that or uh you know the uh, that was the closest to an actual active combat back then uh like or the the tales games um Tales of Symphonia, Tales of uh, Destiny, and uh, Tales of Destiny was just running back and forth, uh, and you can switch party members and cast, and you know, and that was really neat because it was something novel. But as games get more complex, you have to get more accustomed to doing like the three, you know, three D space, and that's fine. I can handle that no, you know, no problem. But at the same time, it's 
uh, each game tries to do some stuff, something innovative. And it's like even turn-based got, got like messy in situations with the final fantasy series. I was not a big fan of the whole magic system in final fantasy eight. Um, the summoning the the having to the, like extract draw, your, drawing yeah drawing i thought that was just a bunch of crap uh, i really boring. do not like yeah yeah so it was not a good experience for me uh though one of my favorites is final fantasy 7's magic system with the materia because that way anyone you can just load out anyone you want any way you want them um i was not really a fan originally of the sphere system in 10 um you know their leveling system like that was not a really that was not my idea of a fun time so i kind of started falling away from the final fantasy series as they progressed further um and but yeah just to see this come you know like i don't really see anyone as a big this being a big surprise to anyone like did you really did people honestly think they're just going to be back to the old turn base um yeah. people are even getting mad at pokemon uh because like they want pokemon to like especially after the new was it arceus uh came out because uh, it's that one or something yeah yeah so you're able to run around free space uh you can see the pokemon in the, in the live world and it's it's not the traditional pokemon but like if you go to the the most recent one they came out with it's still like they don't have animation proper animations for attacking it's still them just like kind of wiggling a little bit and like they did you know tail whip or something like that uh and so hopefully the new pokemon game when it comes out it'll have uh ideally you'd be able to see them out in the field uh and if you do have turn base you'll actually have animations for the uh you know proper animations and that would be nice yeah those games are kind of confusing to me because they look pretty low poly there's not a lot going on it's like the one thing that those games have to do to me is you know animate animate the characters um every time i look at a pokemon game i'm like this looks like shit Sorry, and they is... still use the they, a lot of them still use the old sound bites from like the the original GBA, uh, the GBA, the actual Game Boy, um, you know, for some of the original Pokemon. Like you can update the sound effects, man. You can make them sound, you know, more flushed. And it's like they those, have the money. I mean, I guess those games I would think sell a lot, so I would think they would put a lot more money in. But I guess if it's selling really well, then there's no reason to do much more to make it better but at the same time i don't know it's that's a weird catch-22 to me but yeah um yeah man final fantasy the turn-based system i think is it's a little bit of an antiquated thing and it's something that can be left to um smaller studios to take advantage of but uh yeah man the like I, i think i think it's good i think i think it's time probably that they that they moved on from it and did something different. Um, like you're saying, Final Fantasy X, like the sphere grid system is, to me, probably the best part of Final Fantasy X. Um, um, I think that they ran into... I think that the problem with the sphere grid system was that it pigeonholed um, each character. And yeah, you could go anywhere, mostly with most of the characters, it's like if you go um if you go like i don't know like a tank with like riku it's like that's not what she's you have to go up the right out of the way and you waste a lot of time if you don't do what they're supposed to do like uh, lulu if you didn't go black magic user with her then it's like you you're just you're you're grinding so much more you're wasting time 
and it's irritating. And Yuna was the only one who could summon, so she was the only one who could who could really be like the everything character. I think that it would have made more sense to make everybody able to do stuff, though that would kind of conflict with the story. But it'd make it make more fun for everybody to be able to do everything. Just start them in different sections of the grid. I could kind of get that, but I don't know. Or just or just make them into their dedicated, you know, classes. I mean, yeah, it's not yeah. as glamorous, but guess what? There's a there's a role that people have to play, and sometimes one person has to be a, a you know flipping tank, and the other one has to be the, the healer. I mean, that just that's just how it is. And that's kind of the um, thing that they were trying to trick you into thinking that it didn't have to be that way. Oh, you got the sphere grid. You can move anywhere you want. Yeah, but you kind of can't. Like you can, but you're just gonna annoy yourself by doing that. Yeah, if if you didn't want, it, yeah, and that's for so for someone like me who like who'd prefer to min max. Uh, you know that's <laughs> that <min> game. <laughs> I mean, I don't go through the extra levels. I won't. I, like Pokemon, I won't do the. I won't do some of the TM. You know, training or whatever leveling and shit. I won't do that, but. I would still rather, you know, it's just like, why waste your time doing a bunch of stuff, you know? But then again, when it comes to a a strategy game, like I will mentally, like this is how I have to to build my <laughs> my base or my whatever, you know. It's just like this is the way it needs to be done. I just thought of a really good, a really good joke. If we ever if we ever make a game, I want to make it so there's a pretty obvious, like two or three ways to min max. But if you do that, then it triggers the like the bosses and the enemies to min max as well, and then you just get like trash canned toward the end of the game. You just spend all this time and you just get completely destroyed. Um, I think that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, well, I mean, that's essentially having having uh, enemies scale to you has always been a bad thing. I mean, that's how uh, Oblivion you would you'd find yourself in you know like. I was like, I leveled up really hard because I'm I'm used to grinding in other you know RPGs, and now I have to do uh, a, an actual story quest. Wait a minute, you want me to escort this person? That's fine. Oh wait, my s like all my enemies are up up leveled, but my escort is like <laughs> like they're that's low level. Shit, they forgot. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, never getting still this like thing level done. five or whatever because they get hit one time and they're gone. Yeah, that yeah. that that is that is bad. Um. Yeah, I mean, you kind of. I'm have glad to that have... I'm glad that like that phase of early 360 era died out because that was annoying. I mean, even the original Bioshock, I think they did that with their some of their things. Yeah. They leveled them up that way. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of. I think we've kind of uh, gotten to that um, enough. It's not like a, a big story, but I thought it was kind of interesting. The other thing is um, uh, that I thought was interesting coming from Kotaku. This one. Uh, the Dark Souls or uh, Dark Souls lore is being released in two books. Um, I read a little bit of this article. There's a guy who got really into Dark Souls, as many people have, and he uh, played through it a bunch and then wrote down all the lore that he discovered and put it in um, these really large volumes. Uh, let me get over to it. Uh, real quick. Um, that's the wrong one. Um, there, it's a really nice set of, uh, of books. Um, and they've done a really good job of, um, of making like just, uh, really nice, uh, layouts of the pages and stuff like that. Um, there's also a map that comes with it and then, but it, it is pricey. 
um, looking at the basic edition being $180 USD uh, and Euro. And then there's a limited edition featuring a clamshell box instead of a slide out shell. And that costs $250 thereabout. And then there's a benefactor edition. This is where it gets kind of swindly. But the benefactor edition is the same as the limited edition. Um, except it has your name in the back of the book. So the limited edition is 250 but the one with your name in the back of the book is 495 Okay. It's it's like a Kickstart thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I know people who've kickstarted games and gone to like you know, it's an indie game and they'll go for the hundred dollar tier just to have their names in the credits. Um yeah. it's it's a fun thing to have your name legendarily like printed or whatever. That's uh it's common in that space. And I'm like, you know what? If you have the money to burn and you want to be immortalized that way so be it <laughs> More i mean it's your money to do with what you want nobody is gonna nobody's gonna remember that stuff um oh no especially since it's gonna be in a, a swad of like text of being like yeah these are the people thanks for backing me that you like, never you know, look but... at no one has ever looked at that that's that's one of the things like if we ever started a patreon i would be like i'm not gonna put your name i mean i might put your name in the credits but i'm not gonna make you pay for it because nobody ever 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 looks at that i've never looked at one of those for more than three seconds and i don't remember any name i've ever seen in one of those. I, I look at them when it's like when people come up with clever like handles not their names but like yeah. if it's their usernames and stuff like that then you can find some funny stuff out there uh you know but it's usually like i i prefer rolling while they're talking yeah. you know so at least you can pay attention if you want to and then you're like wait did i just see what i thought I then you rewind it and you're like oh yeah that was pretty clever yeah like um, cupcake vampire or something weird like that is or funny ones are pretty good there's one uh podcast i used to listen to called i think it might have been i can't remember which one it was but there was a guy named a werewolf like a werewolf or a werewolf anyway it was just all jammed together and i thought that was pretty clever because it made me think really hard that's that's pretty funny all right yeah no it's like <laughs> clever things like that i'm like I'm, I'm all for that uh being displayed uh but yeah once again it's it's just a, a personal thing if like if you want your name and if you're if you are a fan of something some people just want to be associated like hey this is me you know and like i it's like once again it's your money you do what you want and you know, it's who's who might have stopped you yeah. now if it was, you know, uh, now if you made it like now, if, uh, I don't know, some of the stuff they used to do for high end um, uh, collector's editions, you know, that some of the stuff used to be sc pretty scammy for a while. Mm. Uh, but I mean, like, Fallout yeah, 76 it's... collector's edition with a nylon bag that was supposed to be canvas. Yeah, that was uh, Fallout 4, or wasn't it? No, no, it was the 76. Yes, I think it that, was 76, um, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah the, um, I mean, I think the last collector's edition I, I, I bought was that Bioshock one. Uh, you know, because I, like, I wasn't even, I had zero interest in Bioshock. Just full stop. I didn't care at all. And then uh, I remember, it's like, the guys came in for their pre-orders. I opened the box. I didn't even know, I knew almost nothing about the game. And I saw the figure, and I'm like, we had a spare. We had a couple spare collector's editions because some people didn't pick up their uh, pre-orders, and I'm like, 
all right i'm buying it i'm just buying this like straight up and but it wasn't that much more expensive it wasn't like it wasn't even like a hundred dollars i think it was maybe like 80 bucks or something um so i was just like yeah it wasn't too much more uh and uh it was a pretty cool like big daddy figurine with the drill and i'm like all right sweet um yeah that's i almost bought the nathan drake like uh, uncharted 3 collector's edition came with a statue of them and i'm like statue came with a replica ring that he wears i'm like oh i kind of want that but i was in korea and i'm like i would have to move that Mm. back overseas that ain't happening yeah that's kind of where i draw the line is like if you're gonna give me something physical that's not like literally a sheet of paper if you're gonna give me something that's like a figurine or a banner or a, a poster even um I'm definitely way more inclined to buy it, especially if it's limited. It's like, okay, this is going to be, I mean, I'm overpaying for it. Sure. But they're not going to make any more. Um, and then, and I've got this thing kind of in my like trophy case or whatever for forever. So it's like, okay, I'll pay a little bit more. I'll pay a little bit more than makes sense in order to kind of get this. If I like what is you know going on here, um, you know, if I if it's more than just like a, a passing interest or whatever. Um, yeah, I think Call of Duty has kind of killed the collector's editions for most people uh, because they started upping the ante every year, trying to get more and more ridiculous. And eventually people just had enough. I mean, because it started with the was it the night vision goggles uh, that kind of worked. Yeah. And then uh, I think there was like an RC car. There was probably I think a drone as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I forget. They just kept on getting upping, upping it more and more, and people were just like, "I'm done," you know. And that kind of, you know, killed most of it. I mean, I used to love collector's editions for the old PS1 games, so I got Lunar Silver Star Story that came with a a cloth map, uh, mm. came with the soundtrack, came with like I think some collector cards and some other little trinkets. And uh, but yeah, that cloth map was pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> made you you made it feel like an old uh you know, like D and D type of thing or something like that. I was like, Oh, this is really like neat. Cloth maps so. are definitely really cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of it for the kind of main stories. There's a couple other little stories I wanted to mention. Um, Bayonetta three finally got a release date, uh, October 28th, uh, just in time for Halloween. So, uh, that's a pretty good day to release that. I feel like, uh, it makes sense. I figured it's gonna come out this fall, but I, I was getting kind of nervous and thinking it might, slip to next year um but uh that but nintendo doesn't have a whole lot coming out for the fall with pushing out um uh zelda again and then i don't know there's there's just not a whole lot coming out for them so i'm glad that they were able to keep it on um then uh, a couple other things uh hail infinite campaign co-op launches in public testing i think that's just now today on july 15th um so I think uh, it'd be cool if you and I could play that because uh, I know there hasn't been co-op so far, but um, I played a little bit of Halo Infinite back when it came out last year, and it was fun. Um, it was a lot of fun, and I think uh, it'd be fun to play co-op too. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was public testing uh, yet. I, I know I heard um, Digital Foundry talking about it and how they had to sign up for the beta. Or they had to, you know, to get to get into it. So if it's public now, that would be great. Uh, I'd like to give it a shot because I've avoided playing the campaign solely for the fact that I want to play um, co-op. That's how I played all of, like ever since uh, Halo Two. Yeah, uh, it's just it's a co-op game for me. 
Yeah, well, a lot of I mean, I remember a lot of people playing that game co-op. Um, if not their very first playthrough, then like their second, third, and fourth playthrough, uh, playing with their brothers or their friends or whatever. Um, so yeah, that game it is kind of weird that they didn't launch with that co-op, but I guess they just had to get all hands on deck and get get out the game in general. Um, but it's sort of weird. It's like how hard is it to do co-op? I guess it's harder than I think. I don't know. Oh, they well, you got to remember, um, they originally were going to launch the game, <clears throat> then because of the backlash between the fidelity of the game, because it, uh, it looked really bad, uh, uh, they actually ended up pushing it back like a full year, yeah, uh, they did. and so then they had to release something. So they released, I thought they just released the online first and then the campaign at second, uh, but they had to make money on something, and you know, they had to get people interested, they can't just uh. Uh, and that's why you know at least the, some of the transactions and stuff like that uh so you know it's i still have game pass uh i'm covered I, I, i'm all right with it you'll you know? it'll be there when you're ready to play it um or when they're ready for you to play it finally yeah um it, it is a cool game i didn't get to play as much of it as i kind of wanted to uh, but going through that co-op I definitely would play a lot more um so then uh the other thing this is sort of a non-story um the Fall Guys, um, the game Fall Guys, was had a weird error where they were forcing players to auto buy items, um, and then they were, and then these same players were being denied refunds. But that's kind of the, the clickbaity article. Um, the The real story is not quite that bad. Uh, it's just a bug that was causing people to buy. Um, these things, and then I guess they immediately tried to get refunds, and then it was like blocking them or something. But uh, they issued, um, you know, a response saying, "Hey, we're working on this. We we stopped the bleeding, and we're gonna work on getting everybody their their money back. Um, who who was uh, affected by it? So, and it was like all the same day. So, um, not so it was not not that big of a deal, but um." I haven't heard of that happening before a game forcing auto buys. That's kind of scary. Um, I think it was just spending in game currency that you had already, that they had already bought. Um, but, uh, still that's kind of like, dang, my money that I already, my fake money that I already spent money on is going away. Um, anyway, no, it's, uh, I mean, it would suck to, you know, to be, to lose what you have i mean so i don't know i've i've not seen much of fall guys since the original uh like debut and then i know recently they've been making a push doing a lot more uh ads and such so uh apparently it's still going strong i guess so i have no idea about the game i'm sure it's fine or whatever if you like to play that um but anyway um nothing about it has ever caught my eye but anyway uh so that's pretty much it for the news um and then uh all right so uh, all right then uh all right let's get back to what we've actually been playing uh so i know recently uh you and i got a chance to play an older title um we got around to playing some far cry 5 ah uh, yes uh that that dropped to game pass and uh i that was i've mentioned it before i haven't i skipped that one uh, mostly because I just didn't want to buy it, and I just haven't bothered having getting around to it. And after playing six and being, 
I put like 20 hours into six. Mm. And I was super angry about my time with that game. Um, yeah, it's just it felt like a waste. Uh, but I really did like uh, three and four. Those were like peak games. So it's like, you know, uh, getting to play this, uh, you know, co-op. Uh, you know, we we spent a couple nights. Uh, we you know played around for for a while, and so I wanted to get your opinions because this was your first Far Cry game so far, right? Yeah, first one that I've actually put a little bit of time into. I touched three, I think, or Blood Dragon something back in the day. Um, but uh, yeah, this is about kind of what I was expecting. Um, sort of a checkbox game where you're kind of just going around doing stuff. I really wasn't having very much fun the first couple hours that we played, but uh, that last session that we did, I'd kind of gotten some upgrades. I'd gotten some choices on weapons and I was, and I kind of knew sort of the lay of the land um, and how different vehicles operated a bit better. I started to have a lot more fun. Like we were doing a lot more missions, a lot faster, just going in there, wrecking house. There's a lot more funny stuff that was happening because uh, we were able to do it. Um, we kind of had our, our, um, our, our wits about us. And, uh, anyway, it, it just ended up being, uh, more fun. It's, it's a good game, kind of a good, like a mayhem game, like a moose and animals will just always run out and hit you. And it's like the animals don't really act that way, but it does create some nice, funny chaos moments. Um, so I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought that, that I would uh, in that last session. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll keep playing with you, but uh, I'm not going to go play it on, on my own. It's, it's not that good. I'm not into that kind of game, but it is fun as a co-op thing. Yeah. I find the story to be pretty weak as far as uh, these just, campaigns go. Uh, I really, well, the thing is, you know, uh, three and four were ridiculous. Uh, you know, three, you start out as a bunch of, essentially like college you know dude bros uh in thailand on vacation and it's like you're just at a club and some guy's like yeah if you want to do some skydiving i know some i know a place and so you guys skydive into and then you end up landing on like a deserted island uh and then it turns out like the island is run by you know a drug lord uh so you know it's like the all beach. your buddies get captured uh and you manage to escape and then it's just you trying to free your dude bros. And you're like, I, I the the main uh, protagonist is Jason Brody. Uh, I still remember his name. Yeah, he, it was such a, it was, it was such a, like, I don't care about what happens to you or your companions type of game. But it was also trying to play that new, the, the concept of uh, that and the Tomb Raider game came out and they both were like, oh my God, I just murdered somebody. And like, 15 minutes later you're like i'm slitting everyone's throats and i don't my character no longer cares uh but yeah like the first time you kill the first time or two you kill someone they're like oh no it's so it's such a it's such a tragedy or such it's just messed up man and then afterwards they're like yeah no no this is just like breathing just like spraying people <laughs> yeah so it was but that, that uh far cry 3 was uh tremendously stupid as far as like the animal attacks and it was hilarious because you just you know you go ahead and you kill some guys and all of a sudden out of nowhere like you're being like you realize you're being chased by a tiger so you're just huffing it and then by the time you're like next thing you know you're as you're running through the field uh this like alligator starts chomping at you while the tiger's chasing you like son of a gun you know that's like 
you or they had the I can't remember what it's called now, but it's a it's a giant ostrich bird that starts with a C, and it's just hyper aggressive, and it's one of those things that like is this a real bird? And you Google it, and you're like you find the wiki page, and you're like, oh yeah, this is a stupidly mean bird. I mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so the but those games had you hunt for upgrades. Yeah. And kind of work your way up the ladder. You had to, in order to do like death from above or to do stealth kills from like the uh, the water, you had to upgrade yourself like skill tree wise. Um, and then as like five and six, they just kind of give you a lot of that stuff straight out. Uh, they try to, you know, it's which is fine, but they also don't, since you're not getting the, um, you're not earning that skill, you're not getting that tutorial of how that skill works. So it's it's kind of like meant for players who've already played the series. Like, okay, so they were just giving this to me so I can just do it. But if no one's ever telling you really how to do these things, those are abilities that are kind of getting wasted. Um, and yeah. you, Or you forget about them. You're like, oh, yeah, I forget. I can jump from a roof and just murder these people or chain a couple uh, takedowns together. Uh, but you had to earn all that stuff slowly in the original. And, uh, Far Cry 4 had Pagan Min, one of the best uh, crazy, uh, uh, you know, characters you ever had to go against and he was super fun as your antagonist in that one and that one let you do that they really advertised the 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 wackiness of going in hot being like yeah i'm gonna strap uh i'm gonna strap explosives to this jeep roll it in through a camp and then detonate and just let like let mayhem go wild and that was that also had a uh partial co-op uh as well and so that that was nice. Uh, I played a little bit with some, some a buddy of mine, but that game I actually straight up platinumed. Uh, I I liked Far Cry Four a, a bunch. So yeah, yeah. I think Far that was kind of like the height of the series. Um, Far Cry Four was good, and it was riding off of the the hype of of three. People really liked that. Um, that I think Primal came out in between, but most people quickly forgot that. Yeah. Um, oh no, I think Primal came out after four. Yeah, uh, because I so. I, Blood Dragon was in between three and, and four. Uh, three and four. And Blood Dragon was amazing. I like it. It's such a stupid short uh, game. Uh, Rex Power Cult, I think that was his name on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Voiced by I can't remember his name. The guy who did uh, Terminator. Um, he was the the main uh, uh, the main hero in that one. Um, Kyle Reed. Uh, he's he's also the uh, the Colonial Marine who survives in aliens. Uh, um, so yeah, it's, it's voiced by him as, as uh, your main character. And they really did some stupid ch- tongue in cheek stuff. Instead of throwing stones, uh, you're throwing D 20. Uh, <laughs> and as you're getting all the tutorial pops up, he's like, Oh God. Okay. Yeah, I get it. It's like, no, just, just stop and leave me alone as you're smashing X through all the pop-ups. That's funny. Um, yeah. That game yeah. was very self-aware and, uh, I played a little bit of it. That was it was really funny. Yeah, the the, the Far Cry series, it's it's good. Um it it, it was good. I, I think that it's sort of just kind of repeating itself now and they don't really have a lot to they've chickened out twice on something to say. Um it, it's just sort of it's just kinda of irritating. Uh but the actual gameplay is not bad. Shooting's not too bad. Um and you kind of get to do some wild, crazy stuff. So it's it's pretty fun. I just wish they would maybe have have been more balls and try to say something or add something new to their thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the thing is they, their messaging on 5 was supposed to be on the heels of the whole militia stuff. And 
uh the like being based in america and like you know they made it a very serious tonal like beginning and i think that, that was the e3 where they they had everyone go into a church like a, a mock-up church and stuff like that they really like pushed and then when then they're like oh we we're actually not anything political we're not trying to say anything and then they like the next trailer they had came out was like here's some wacky mayhem and like you might as well have thrown benny hill to that trailer yeah. um and it's like you know as far as uh playing with friends i you know like ideally if i play this solo i will always go on stealthy uh but it's so hard to do stealthy with a friend and so it's almost always better just to go on hot uh I and then we learned always fuck up i i, I always learned playing with you i'm like okay so so long as we both take out we can take out the alarms then it doesn't matter how hot we go we can just we can murder our way to success and then you know that's fine uh it's perfectly viable uh, strategy yeah. uh but yeah the game the game has a lot of you know a lot of fun randomness like we we're just going to an objective ran through a town turns out the town was being occupied so we just jump out of our vehicle mid you know mid mission and just you know reseize the town and we're like oh wait that wasn't our objective okay let's keep on going down the road to our actual objective so yeah, surprise fun uh, is, is the name of the game for that yeah i mean uh the you know it's all right i i like five better than six uh already uh maybe i would like six better if i ended up playing with you at, uh, with that one as well but something tells me i still probably wouldn't it's just the game that map seemed too way too big i know they're doing some dlc for stranger things tie-in mm -hmm. uh, i have no clue what anything about i just recently saw an ad for it i'm like i don't know how you're gonna do that but okay uh just, like good for you i guess um so yeah anyways uh far cry 5 if you ever wanted to try it uh, it's on game pass uh and it's a good time uh, when you're playing with a buddy for sure so yeah uh, uh yeah what else have you been playing man so for me um i actually went to a board game meetup last night um there is a, a little board game shop uh right down the road from me they meet on um thursday nights so i, I went over there there weren't too many people there but um i was kind of i was new so it was super awkward for me um but there was a guy there that brought a brand new board game that he got off of a Kickstarter. Um, so there's a video game called Northguard, and the people that make that made a board game called Northguard Expanded Lands or something like that. Um, anyway, it's a um, it, it's like a uh, a, a deck builder um, kind of like territory with little. With a little bit of armies. It's a 4X game, essentially. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I enjoyed playing that. I, I lost because uh, I never played it before, and I don't play those kind of games as much. But um, definitely looked really nice, and I, I had good pieces and stuff like that. So that was pretty fun. I never played Northgard, the video game, but somebody who, uh, who was there said that it's a pretty good game, too. So anyway, so that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, the other thing that I've been playing... I talked last time about this game or program called Dungeon Alchemist. Um, and basically what Dungeon Alchemist is, just real quick, it's a um, tabletop RPG map maker. So if you wanted to make a battle map, um, hang on, I got to cough real quick. Dang, and we're back. So... Um, it's a tabletop RPG map maker for battle maps and stuff. 
and uh, the kind of the cool thing about it is that it's um, it's in three dimensions. Um, so I wasn't really sure if I was going to get it or stick with it whenever I was talking about it last time, but um, I played about an hour of it uh, before I kind of decided I was definitely going to keep it and not, and not return it or anything. And in that hour, I was able to create um, uh, kind of a practice map um, and do a couple things with it. And then I was able to uh, jump over from that and make a battle map that I could actually use and that I would actually use for an upcoming D and D session. And so I kind of looked at the, after I finished that, got that pretty much done. I looked at the clock and I was like, dang, I did all that in like an hour. Um, so this is like, so I was like, this is really fast. Um, and then I spent several more hours, probably about five total, um, creating some more maps and adding a, like bigger maps, adding a lot of detail and stuff like that. And you can add the brush maps I made were pretty simple, but you can, you can do quite a bit, uh, and make some of these pretty complicated, um, make some very large maps, but it's, um, it's not a perfect program. It definitely, the, the reviews that I read definitely, um, have right criticism for for what's kind of wrong with it there's not like it's it's pretty much ready to be used as a um as like a dnd battle map creator but it's it could be better and that's like its main function is like make battle maps and like from a top-down view it's kind of hard to tell where doors are Things kind of blend in. It's hard to tell, you know, stairs. So they need to add some kind of shading or shadowing to make that more obvious. But, you know, like I've used this and I've used another program called Incarnate, which is pretty much roundly agreed to be like the best. Um, yeah, other... that seems to be the really popular one. Yeah. Yeah. So Incarnate is is great, but it takes more time. It's not horrible but it definitely takes more time than this game uh and it's more or than this program and, and it's it's more complicated and like nitpicky um i wasn't able to do as much in incarnate in the same amount of time but this game but this uh but this dungeon alchemist you can lay down the groundwork extremely fast and then you can pick out your stuff and put it places extremely fast it just like the the first 80 percent of of getting the battle map ready can be done in like 15 minutes and even a pretty large one um and then the rest of it it's like okay so i'm i'm viable i've got i've got the map basically done so i could put this out and have my players play it and it wouldn't be horrible um but if i have time then i can spend another hour and make it look pretty good um and you can spend even more time and make it like look like a lot better. But I would say the ceiling is probably lower on, on Dungeon Alchemist. The last thing I'll say about Dungeon Alchemist is that even though you can make, I think, probably a better map in something like Incarnate, it's more cartoony, but I think it's it's more detailed. It can be, it can be better. There's more assets, stuff like that. 
I do think that Dungeon Alchemist is the future because it's just, it's so fast. You can lay down the groundwork so quickly. They just are so new. And there's a lot of assets. They just need more. They just need like, you know, they need like five to ten times more assets. And once they get to that point in three or four years, um, and people start, and if they allow people to start making assets um, and putting them in there, then this thing is going to be freaking amazing with all kinds of colors and all kinds of stuff. It can be really amazing. Um, there is some. There is still a lot of work to do with like the groundwork of making it a little bit more readable because it is in a 3d it's not a cartoonish um drawing it's like a 3d like a render um and if they can if they can get that kind of more figured out then it it really is um it really is the future i think and i'm, I'm glad i bought it because it, it's also pretty fun to just sit around and make a map and like make it like look like like what you want it to be it's like dang this is pretty cool you can take pictures of it and stuff um but yeah, anyway, so I'm enjoying that and I made a couple more things um, that I think I'm going to be able to throw, show to my D&D group. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, that's uh, that sounds pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it's for me, it's I just want to play D&D again, but it's so hard to get the groups back together uh, since the pandemic. And then everyone's just some people moved away and stuff. So it's just like, all right, yeah, this ain't going to happen anytime uh, conveniently, especially with having kids now. So uh but yeah how, hearing you talk about it gets me excited to play again uh so yeah i mean i uh, guess the other thing i could talk about is uh i have been playing around with uh foundry vtt more and i'm getting really close to being able to jump over from that um i i've been we've been playing on roll 20 everybody gets sucked into roll 20 because it's it's um free and it gets you know it, it gets you in the door but then they charge you. It like, gets the job done. I mean, it's it's it is what it is, and it's yeah. everyone needs an entryway, you know. Yeah, it, it definitely gets the job done. Um, I don't think that uh, I, I do think that like um, they charge too much for like when you do get a subscription because I for some reason I decided I needed a subscription, but when you do need a subscription, uh, it's like a yearly like fifty bucks or something like that. I do think that's too much compared to what um, you can get from Foundry or Fantasy Grounds, because um, like Foundry's like fifty bucks, like lifetime. You do have to pay five bucks a month to have a server, and it it's way more complicated to set up Foundry. But my goodness, Foundry is just a dream to use compared to Roll Twenty. Like Roll Twenty, I don't want to like my friends who who DM and I'm in their games, like. They mess with some of that stuff more, but like the music is is it fails all the time. Um, the, the, there's the the lighting, it sucks. It's just it's a big pain to to use anything beyond like here's your map and here's your players. Um, so like I, I don't I don't mess with it. But Founder VTT, I've been screwing around with a little bit more, and it is I'm getting really close. I'm very close to being able to launch with with it on my campaign. I'm excited for that. All right, that's cool. Um, so then, I the another thing we've been playing are we try I tried you try it out, uh, yeah. and turns out you were not happy with it at all. Uh, was uh, DJ Max Respect Five? 
Uh, it's a, a music rhythm game. Uh, it's been out for a long time on the PlayStation platforms. Um, and I think it might have originally, I rem first remember seeing it, I believe, on the uh, PSP. Uh, I know it was on the Vita. But yeah, so this game I've always kind of been interested in. You see it on Steam and stuff like that. But I'm like, I'm just not going to necessarily go commit to it. And it's on Game Pass. So I'm like, go ahead, man. Give it a shot. It's co-op. Uh, we can play against each other and we can give this you know, a good chance. And how was your experience with that? Dude, I just suck at rhythm games, man. Um, I was never good at uh, rock band or Guitar Hero. Um, I didn't play them that much. I probably could have gotten pretty decent at Guitar Hero. Um, but this game is... It has no, like, easy mode. It has no, like, hey, you're here, you're going to learn and teach you. It's just freaking hard from from go. Um even the slower songs with very few notes to it, they're just, I feel like that, that uh, zone that you can hit it, that you can hit the note in is so narrow. You've got to hit it like just exactly. And then, um, I don't know. I just, I just had a, a really hard time, even with some of the easier songs. I think the most I scored was like 23 or 29,000 points, which is nothing. Like that's like a corpse could score that much. Um, so I played it for like, uh, for probably like 20 or 30 minutes. And I was like, I just suck at this. This is not fun for me. Um, but uh, you definitely seem to get it quite a bit more and were able to have quite a bit more fun with it than I was. Yeah. So uh, the game plays essentially like uh, the old beat mania or uh, uh, keyboard mania games. Uh you know something along those lines or if you've if anyone's ever played on their mobile uh devices uh piano tiles uh it's very similar to that so uh at the, at the minimum you have four lanes and notes drop from each of those lanes mm. um i preferred to play it on the keyboard and that made it really easy for me uh, and the uh it has uh this particular rendi uh version of the game has uh, like three different three different versions and they're all mixed up uh, has like two two of the portable games and just one of the other solid base games uh, they have quite a few play modes they have a mission mode where that makes you like complete certain songs under certain objectives uh, you need a combo of this high or you can't get this many uh, breaks which is their like misses essentially uh, you know if you complete those objectives and you know you move on to the next one they have a freestyle mode, which has a lot of songs locked. But then as you're, you know, completing uh, each song, you know, you're able to unlock new music. It doesn't quite tell you what the uh, uh, what the criteria is to unlock new music. So that was the only part I was disappointed in because like, oh, this song, I really want to play it. But I don't exactly know how I'm supposed to what I'm supposed to do to unlock it. Do I need to play a certain song and get a, a ranking on it? Or do I need to do, you know, it's like it doesn't really have any objectives to how to, how things are unlocked, or at least I didn't find it. And, but yeah, this is a Korean ass game. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of different Korean songs all throughout. Uh, but what makes this game kind of fun and unique in a lot, you know, like I said, if, if no one's ever played a, a beat mania game, they have animated backgrounds. So opposed to uh, like a music video background. Uh, so instead of having like a, a guitar hero where you're playing and you're seeing your, avatar 
performing in front of a fake crowd uh you're actually getting to see whatever music video they have set foot so some of them look like they were uh you know like maybe a a mobile game you know anime intro uh, other ones seemed like just little cute shorts um you know short skits or something like that but then they also had like full on real music they had like marshmallow and like the actual like music video to alone uh they had the couple songs from guilty gear exerd uh so that was like the collaboration they did there uh and i think they had one other uh at least one other video game franchise and i can't remember what it was off the top of my head but i was just i was surprised to see it there i was like oh wow that was totally out of left field in my opinion um and then you know it was fun to play uh it's i don't know it's it's very much of those type of things and uh you know you can go i think up to six keys or something like that uh to you know to use so you can really make the difficulty up for yourself uh i I played a good solid like five hours uh within the last couple weeks Uh, i it's fun it's it's a little you know i like it because it's like well i literally only have a, a a breath of a moment uh, I'll go ahead and give this, you know, give at least one song or two songs a shot. And then I'm like, OK, I'll move on to something else or I have to do something or, you know, uh, I did try playing this in the most worst situation ever. And that is you in order to play it on the um, streaming service onto your phone uh, for. Um, yeah. So to stream it to your phone, uh, even though it's uh, Microsoft still has it as under beta, uh, you, you have to actually use a controller. Mm-hmm. So then I hooked it. So I'm here. I'm using a wireless PS4 controller to my phone that's streaming off, you know, trying to do off the Wi-Fi network. And that lag was pretty rough, man. It was it was brutal. Not only yeah, was it just the that actual sounds fucking unplayable because this game gives you like 0.03 seconds to hit that note at the exact right time. So uh, I, I don't know. The game is forgiving in the fact that it doesn't straight up fail you. You don't have like a health bar, no. uh, but you will score really badly. Mm. And so what happens is uh, when the game wasn't stuttering because of the bad connection, like I have solid internet and it wasn't being really used up by anything. So that's just the server mm. side, you know, mm. getting to my phone. I, that's That was the delay in there. Uh, you know, that would stutter sometimes. So you're in the middle of a flow and also just, stops for just you know like not even a maybe a half second and so all of a sudden you're like and then then it kicks back in again you're like ah shit um then also with the with playing on the controller it's just like okay the visual and the the sound note isn't quite matching up and then you're you're hitting it so essentially i just played off the audio cues so like as as the notes coming down i know i have to hit it on this beat so i'm hitting i'm matching the beats i'm like okay i seem to be doing pretty good then every now and then uh, everything seems to be going exactly right, but then all of a sudden it just be like break, break, and I'm like, wait, somehow I missed it, but I'm pretty sure I was spot on with at least the, you know, everything else up until that point was fine. There was no hiccups that I could see, and yet somehow I missed it. Mm. So, yeah, I tried that for a little bit just to experiment because I'm like, you know, it'd be nice if it did work, but unfortunately, it doesn't. So, do not play that game that way. Yeah, that uh, sounds like it would be a nightmare to try to play it that way. But yeah, at, least uh, you, at least you found out. Yeah, for sure. And then playing in the same manner, uh, I tried out the uh, the new uh, Escape Academy. So yeah, what's what is Escape, this about? Okay, so Escape Academy is a an adventure game sense of uh, you know it's literally you're 
if you ever played the game the room or any of those it's like i've heard locked, of locked room situations where you're in a situation where you have to look around for clues pick up items uh solve the solve the puzzle and get out of the room that's all there is to it um and in this sense you're like you go to one of those uh strip center you know situations where you're like yeah i'd like to have you know do one of your escape rooms and you go ahead and do it and you get out and you're like okay and then the person at the front desk is missing and so it leaves you with a slight mystery like what's going on uh... um turns out you you're essentially past the test to get into hogwarts um you get take you get taken to the uh escape academy and you are then in a elite school for trying to solve puzzles and i made it to i almost completed the sec the, the second puzzle and i th i failed out with like a minute like I, I think if i had an extra like 30 seconds i would have been able to input the last information in and made it to the exit unfortunately uh it's it is pretty much a hot mess when you're trying to use the controller uh on a, on a phone because <laughs> mm. this game is uh i think it's, it's made for a mouse because you need that quick response and you need that precision right. uh due to the lag and the just the slushiness of of using a thumbstick uh you're i'm not able to get exactly where i want it so i'm like oh i thought i clicked on this and then when i I looked everywhere else and I came back to this set of four bookshelves and like, Oh, I actually could click on this one specific spot in this bookshelf in the middle. I'm like, I didn't know that uh, until like, so I wasted a bunch of time. Um, but the game does some neat things. It does have, you know, it, because each uh, room is just like a real uh, escape room is timed. Yeah. So you, you have that, you know, it's not just a, you know, searching for clues or puzzles, but you, you're also under the gun. Uh, but it has a co-op feature, which I'm actually really curious about. So like, like most escape rooms, you can go in with multiple people. So I'm kind of curious how many people it's up to. But even if it's just two players, I think it'd be really interesting to see how long, if they change the times, or if they, like, if you and a buddy would just be able to knock it out that much quicker. Um, because I've done a couple of escape rooms with my wife, and we've been able to... Uh, like half hour escape rooms and we we've crushed them in like 10 minutes uh you know but we know we kind of know what to look for and so we're just you know as we're looking we're like we divide and conquer and we're calling out this is what i found this is what, okay this is related to that you know so if you're able to play two players on this i think it'd be really interesting uh but it's kind of set up literally as a you have a dorm and that's your that's your main like save you know save room and you go around campus and that's kind of the the, the concept it looks like they have future episodes or things for uh, for purchase. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how much this um, this initial game, uh, how much of it is actually available. Because uh, I haven't, like I said, I've only I failed at my second mission. Um, so yeah, that's you know I'm kind of curious to go back into it, but I need to play it on the actual computer, not just off of my cell phone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it sounds sounds kind of interesting. Um, I, I like that kind of thing uh those puzzles but i never end up playing those kind of games um but it's pretty fun uh even even in the subpar way that you played it yeah i i actually thought it was a neat way to neat way to gimmick it it's done in the art style of that's kind of really popular of late for uh kind of american visual novels um something reminiscent of like uh what was that uh monster high school um uh, 
you know, the, that visual novel or along the lines of kind of like a Hades or even like a dream daddy, something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's that not quite cell shaded, but it ha- it's a very distinct American art style. Interesting. Um, so they have that's they have the character models kind of looking like that. Uh, the NPCs you want, you come across, they'll have a few lines of dialogue, but it's more like, um, you know, it's every all the text is just it, you have to read it yourself. And that's one of the things is um, you'll come across note, you know, when you're in the puzzles, you know, just like a real escape room, you'll have to pick up the note and then you'll have to read it. But the, and they still counting down. So you're like, all right. So it kind of controls have to be really clutch and like really smooth. And that's unfortunately the way I played it was not. So but if you have a mouse and keyboard, I think you can knock it out pretty good. Uh, I think it it's doing something s- clever, I guess, is what it is, because, you know, trying to make a a legit reason to have you know uh all these puzzles back and forth and to make it you know making it a school setting i'm like all right that that works um the arts the art style seems all right and it just seems fun um it's one of those games that i'm not sure right now but i think overall if i were to continue playing this um my guess is it'd just be it'd be all right uh and i think the seek if whenever they get around to making a sequel if they make a sequel then I think that'd be good. Mm. I, there just seems to be enough rough edges right now. But once again, it looked like you can purchase extra. I'm not sure if they're actual extra episodes or how they're how what the model is, but there was a a purchase for other things function. Mm. So I'm not you know like I'm not sure if it's coming out as episodic content or if it's just like special DLC packs. Right. You know. So yeah, that part I'm not 100 percent on. Uh, but I am curious to continue it. Um, and it was, it was a chill, it, you know, despite being timed, I found it to be kind of a chill game because it, it was fun to work that, you know, uh, those mental gymnastics there just to figure out the puzzles and how they want to do it. And it was pretty clever. So, yeah, it sounds like, they yeah, just that's need, it for me. So, yeah, it sounds like they just need a little bit more, uh, well, it sounds like they need to just polish it up for, a, another, um, another game like that. Yeah, like it could get better as as things progress. Just unfortunately, just in a little bit in the beginning, um, you know. But I I did enjoy my time with it. It wasn't you know I wasn't upset or anything like that. I was just you know a little frustrated with the controls. That's all. Yeah. Um, but the puzzles were were fun enough, and uh, it's, but unfortunately, once you solve the puzzle, then you know the it's, you know these things are you know the answer forever. So it's kind of like you can't like if I tried playing the first mission with you again, I'm like I can do it in five six seconds because yeah, you so, literally know how to do it yeah. um yeah so, so it's kind of burned all right. that way. yeah it, but the, the, that's is you know that's just like a mystery novel right you go through the novel and then you know who the killer is and all right cool. <laughs> you don't really need to go through that again yeah so all right uh outside of that uh now i guess we're gonna get to what we've been watching but before that do you want to take a break or how are you doing i'm doing good ready to power through all right all right then yeah so what has been on your docket for what you've been watching so i um i haven't watched too much but i did watch um series that comes out i think pretty much every year now um called love death and robots it's a netflix uh animated anthology series um and it's it's mostly CG animation, CG 3D animation. Some of it is like CG 2D animation. Um, I think it's always the same studios because noticing that the art styles are kind of uh, there. Each episode is made by a different studio. Um, and 
the art style between the studios is different. So every episode is different. But over the years, I have noticed that, okay, this uh, style was used last year in one of the episodes. And this style was used last year in one of the episodes and so on and so forth. But this is the third season of it coming out. Um, and um, it's pretty good. It's um, all of these are like, I think the longest one's like 20 minutes. Um, and most of them are somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes. So they're super short and sweet. Um, just a little simple idea that the uh, studio that's making it has decided to pursue. Uh, and I'd say this season is about as good as, maybe about as good as last season. I think season two is probably, probably a little bit better overall. But um, but it's just, it's really, it's really cool because it is um, very digestible, simple ideas, kind of like the Outer Limits used to be. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like that, they just don't. That there's, there's no wasted time. It's like here's the character, here's the problem, here's why it's cool. Okay, it's done, and you're done with it. So even the ones that I don't really like as much, they're so short that I that it's over before I've figured out that I don't like it. Um, and I don't think there's any that I really didn't like, um, at, at all. There's, there's some that I'm like, okay, this is fine, but, uh, they're definitely, they're definitely weird. Have you ever seen or, uh, seen any previews for this show or trailers? I didn't realize that season three was out. Um, because I know there was a couple of years between season one and two. I uh, think so. Yeah. I think there was a little bit more time. Uh, so yeah, it's just, I didn't realize they came out with a third season. So that's actually interesting. Uh, it's news to me and, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's a fun little, uh, it, they're like little, you know, like you mentioned, little, little episodes that, that kind of spurs around. And I thought it was really interesting and fascinating when I first watched it. It reminded me of, um, like weird anime back in the day, like robot carnival, or even like, um, the animatrix, you know, it's oh, just yeah. like you have these stories and art styles and they're split up into little bits and that's what uh, like that's what drew me to it originally too because the... you know it, it's fun i mean you have a little bit of everything uh i remember i know uh was it uh like david fincher was tied to this in some way or something like that and uh i couldn't remember like i remember his name being tied to it a, a long time ago and being like all right that's cool i like his i like his movies and stuff like that you know uh if he he does um he did stuff like the um uh aliens three was one of his you know one of his uh that a lot of people or like, was like one of his first like that. directed movies i think was aliens three alien three uh yeah it's um and then you know uh but yeah seven you know like Seven's like great. that one is you know of course uh fight club that comes up a lot or you know it's just he has a very unique style. And so I'm yeah. like, you know, to, so to hear him being tied to him, I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool. And yeah, but I haven't, uh, I hadn't finished uh, two season or like, I'm, I remember watching a little bit of it. And so like I said, I just, I was going to get around to it eventually, but I didn't, like I said, now they have a, a season three. So I got to clear my way into watching a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could probably cut through this in probably about an hour and a half um oh yeah for sure they're, they're, like yeah there's it's, only it's like there's nine episodes it's a bunch of episodes yeah but like you mentioned you know like 15 minutes tops you know for these yeah they're mostly pretty short um 
the first episode sort of whatever. I think the second episode is one set on a on a boat in like the 18 or 1700s. And that one um there's there's a couple, but I think that one might be my favorite. Uh it, whenever you get to it, it's 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 pretty cool. Um yeah, it, it's uh I think you're your um likening it to the animatrix is probably the most apt uh description that I could get across to somebody quickly because it is pretty much just like that. The animatrix was all obviously in the matrix world and this is this is spread out um to there's no like there's no rules, I guess, as to what kind of world that you're gonna pop into. Um but as far as styles and stories that are being told uh, it is, it is, uh, spread out and yeah. Uh, the I, other, I, the other one I would recommend, rec- like, re- like, uh, let people know or reference is, um, the Clone Wars, the original animated, uh, you know, uh, Star Wars, uh, yeah. Star Wars Clone Wars, but the original animated one that came out like years ago before the CG, because there's a separate one from the CG series. Uh... Um, and they did the same thing. They had, it was all a bunch of miniature uh things going on during the clone wars uh but it was animated differently in each one and like they have um mace windu just taking on like an entire field of drones and a giant like a giant machine uh like it just him just solely just wreaking havoc and just taking nuts and bolts and you just flinging them at uh, other robots it was really really cool and that was done in a certain like cell shaded aspect but then you know they changed it up each well, each one they did some stuff about like grievous and stuff like that but that was um i remember that being kind of similar as short stories uh and different things so but yeah like the, this one's just a little bit of, a little bit of everywhere um no real cohesion but yeah. it's just fun to watch yeah so it's good uh and i really enjoyed that um but yeah it's pretty much the most interesting of thing i've had a chance to to finish up nice all right um yeah so the anime season uh for at least for the dub stuff has um has just ended so a lot of stuff just got you know like just ended uh within this last week um so i'm just gonna quick mention a few of the ones that i I mentioned before and i finally got you know since i finished it i'll kind of give my real quick opinion on it and so like um there's a skeleton knight in another world uh that one was entertaining all the way through uh lighthearted uh main character is you know it's like all i'd say it's a solid b series i mean it's not like it's not like ground you know shaking or anything like that it's not going to change your life but it was a good time uh i i enjoyed watching it and um as far as isek highs go and stuff like that i'm like you know this ain't bad um i heard there was oh yeah yeah i just i just heard that i think i just saw a review or something saying it's pretty good yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I did not feel like I wasted my time. Uh, there's, uh, I, I actually, today I just finished uh, the, or I, there's one episode left. I'm sorry, there's one episode left of the Kaguya Sama uh, Love is War. And so that one has been probably one of my favorites this season. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the final episode uh, next week. Uh, but it's already done subbed wise. And uh, there was, uh, Tsukimichi, uh, which that one was uh, another isekai where a, a guy essentially uh, beef, uh, he gets 
he he forms a pact with a dragon and a spider uh, monster, and he oh, he yeah. forms his own like mo- like colony. Uh, that one is kind of all over the place. There's like I feel like there's a lot missing. Uh, I know the the manga series is really like long, and uh, but there was a certain point like in the latter, you know, towards the latter third uh, of the series uh, where he he makes a mental shift and i'm like okay i like where he's turning <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh it got it went from just like okay to like all right he's he's now it got kind of more action oriented and it had some good scenes uh and it's one of those like all right uh when they ended it just said you know arigato gozaimasu like it just like it didn't say like to be continued or see you next time or something like that i'm like so i'm kind of curious if they're actually going to make a season 2 uh they totally could uh and i would be up for that one uh, yeah, that it, it was once again just like Skeleton Knight. It was, it was solid. It was just like you know, it was worth your time, but not necessarily. Uh, I wouldn't rush out to recommend it. Like, but Kaguya-sama, totally start with, if you haven't seen that one. Start with that one from season one. That's my yeah. That's that's the that's a uh, one I definitely want to get to. Is is I know I keep saying that, but um, I think I'll 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 go ahead and promise to make that my next one. I'll go ahead and jump into that this week. Yeah, uh, love after world domination. Uh, I enjoyed that one all the way through. I'd recommend that one hands down. Uh, I, I laughed a lot, and it was it was good. It was uh, it was a fun watch. Uh, and then I would say uh, Spy Family. You know what? It was it's been it was all right the entire way through. Unfortunately, episode uh, the last episode kind of fell flat for me. I mean, it's cute moments, but it's just like. Wait, wait, was that really the end of the season? <laughs> I was just like taken aback. Yeah, so. I, I actually haven't had a chance to finish it. I think I am somewhere in the middle of like episode 12 that I, I started to watch and then stopped for some reason. Because uh, there's like 13 is the is the whole season, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll probably, I need to go ahead and smash the rest of that. It's it's okay. It's, uh, it's, it's funny and kind of silly. Um, but... I I don't know I don't know I don't know why it's kind of considered to be like the 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 best of the of the season is just sort of it's good but it's not amazing to me yeah I think I think it's more marketing than anything but, yeah. but like I don't know trapped in the uh, dating sim that one was probably my favorite of the season um, hands down uh, the characters the main character is such a jerk and it's great uh-huh. uh, he he's he's trapped in an otome game and he's just a second he's just a you know background character or at least he's <laughs> supposed to be yeah and uh it's that i that was really fun i i that was probably my favorite of this season uh there was uh uh Aharen. uh that one was kind of like a komi can't communicate kind of series right yeah. and that one that one was also enjoyable that was pretty fun uh, but yeah, those those are like the dubbed ones that I ended up watching that were that had come out that are I guess more of note. Uh, but the subs coming out, I'm pretty excited about a, a few of them because I'm hoping that uh, the new Overlord is is out and the animation changed a little bit, which uh, kind of bothers me a little bit. Uh, like it's just different enough. Um, I'll probably get over it, but it's just I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes because I like Overlord. Uh, I recommend watching. I recommend if you want to see an isekai uh, that's you know entertaining. I, I think season one was pretty solid. And then if you want to go from there, then continue. Uh, yeah, that's one that I kind of did catch my eye. I was thinking about maybe trying to go through the manga. There's only about 80 chapters, I think, of, of, of the manga. 
so I was thinking about maybe doing that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard it's good. Um, is there anything, is it just kind of like entertaining or is there anything kind of weird or special about it? All right. Without getting into spoiler territories, uh, season one was entertaining. It was just solid. Season two took a really big shift. Okay. And so it was really weird to see how season two played. Uh, and so it was kind of, it was interesting to say the least. And it's like, we're like, wow, that's a bold choice of how they played season two. And then season three kind of goes in a different, back to a different, like a different direction. And so it, they, they changed it up quite a bit. Um, I think, I think season, like, it's funny because it's been so far removed since season three to four that we, like, we kind of had to be like, wait, wait, what the heck happened? We really should have probably watched the last episode of season three again as a refresher. Yeah. Um, you need that. Yeah. So, but, uh, oh, I think that was one of the things. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, I, I still like Overlord, so I'm going to, I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, they just came out with, a devil, the devil's a part-timer, um, season two. Oh, okay. And I really like season one. Season one was super solid. Um, season two, they changed, they, they, they also changed the animation in this one. It's a, the characters are a little, well, it's been years, so it's, it makes sense, but the characters look a little softer, the main, like a little younger, I guess. And it, that kind of bothers the crap out of me too. Mm. Uh, just enough to just enough tweaking. That's just like, I know you're different. I mean, they did that with, they do that with a lot of anime all the time. So it's, it's not, but it's just one of those things that's like, it just gets under my skin a little bit. So, uh, so far it se- seems all right. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, there's uh shadow house season two uh that's coming out now mm-hmm. and i'm i'm excited about it because season one was pretty good uh i'll recommend that uh i i think i think it's gonna be a safe bet but you know we'll see uh but then other things are getting season season two that should not like uh rent a girlfriend season one i fucking hate watched season one mm. i i i was i'm like this is bad does it get any better? I forced myself to watch. I'm like, this is garbage. This is complete garbage. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. So I think it's, I think it's probably a pretty popular series. Um, Oh, hands down. It has cute girls in it. So of course it's going to be popular. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I hate you so much. Uh, so it it angers me that I got a second season. It's the world (laughs) we live in, man. Just the world we live in. And then there's a, there's a bunch of the old, some, some manga that I like, uh that have been coming out like there's the um uh harem labyrinth in another world mm. which uh it's like essentially it was a manga that is there's it's essentially soft core porn disguised as manga um uh and it's in the words of paulo francisco the comedian uh they call it soft because it doesn't get you hard uh <laughs> but <laughs> oh, that's funny. uh but no it's just it's just a it's a cheap excuse um and like it was just funny because the series uh the last i knew only had like two uh two female like uh you know it's it's a world it's an adventure adventuring world with magic and you own slaves so as uh as you're slowly becoming the slave expert um through all your other anime watching now nick mm-hmm. um you know it's, it's okay to have a harem if they're slaves um but like the opening i watched the opening episode and they show like they showed like a bunch more characters i'm like wait wait what <laughs> like none of you care none of these characters are in the manga <laughs> like but it's probably a light novel is my guess and so they've gotten all this inspiration from the light novel because mm-hmm. that's how a lot of things roll they're like they're a light novel first then they get manga then they get anime 
So that's just my guess. Um, but it was just, it's just stupid. I was like, okay. Um, the Classroom of the Elites uh, season two is out, and season one was okay. It wasn't a thing terribly exciting, but if you like anything remotely like, um, uh, was it Squid Game? But not that to that extreme, but things uh, adjacent to Squid Game, like when you got a group of people having to overcome challenges and obstacles. Uh, that's kind of what this is. Um, it was, you know, like I said, it was passable, but I'm like, oh, wow, you got season two. That kind of sucks. I wish someone else got a season two instead. Like, there's plenty of better things out there. Um, there's the uh, Parallel World Pharmacy. Uh, I've actually been reading this manga for years. Uh, so I'm probably pretty... I can probably guess right now where the, where the season's going to end. Mm. Um, it's okay. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's the, the idea of a guy who's a doctor gets reincarnated into, you know, isekai uh, into a new world as a child. And he uh, he has his medical knowledge from our world, but he's in a uh, kind of a medieval times uh, setting or like an early, uh, I don't know, like colonial period. Uh, but they they have magic for healing. So their pharmaceuticals are way different. And th- it's like it's it's an interesting take on it. So he, he invents things like the microscope and he's like he he gets in, involved in that kind of stuff. I'm like that was an interesting take on that. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. The, the, those, yeah. That was like, those are the big ones. Oh, the other one was a uh, black summoner. Um, it's uh, another isekai, but dude, dude gets OP skills and he, um, it's the manga is really fun. I like the manga. Uh, I like the way it's drawn. It's drawn in a very kind of, not so great like not very detailed design it's almost like a poor quality but because of that he has a very distinct look and he's very like lanky and he's he turns out to be this giant battle junkie where he just loves combat so he's always challenging up like new foes mm. uh and it's, it's it's a fun read uh they've also softened his look to make him look more pretty for the anime uh, yeah. um, i mean the that. manga actually has changed a lot too from manga like i just i showed my wife the first like volume like here's how he looks here and here, here here's how he looks in chapter 90 and he looks he looks uh more detailed but he also looks more manic because he has a very much like a crazy eye like ah you know as he's uh, fighting for like a berserker um, kind of thing uh, yeah something like that and it's just uh, but he like they make him very much an anime like prettier character like for like for the posters and stuff i'm like oh, i don't like you <laughs> yeah i mean so, yeah for manga you know it's one guy drawing it or whatever or maybe just a few people so they can take more risks because um it's like well this is what we want to make but for an anime studio it's like we got to feed like 50 people or 100 people uh at this studio so this thing has to has to sell and pretty boy you have faces. to get more mainstream appeal for yeah. sure yeah yeah so that's that's it um i mean as i like the manga a lot so i'll probably give it a give it a watch but um yeah that's that's kind of the gist of them i'm like all right oh. there's a lot of cool potential out there um there's some there's some hot trash i think <laughs> but you know it's it'll be an inter- entertaining new season i'm curious what's what's all going to get dubbed uh because like right now uh chances are uh the new rent rent a girlfriend is probably going to get dubbed because anything like uh that one season one was so i'm assuming season two is going to i'm i'm assuming that the same with the elite classroom one uh i'm i'm hoping 
some of the ECA, well, the Isekai ones are probably going to get dubbed as well. So, because mm. Isekai is a hot topic. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I really have kind of uh, slowed it down. I've been kind of more interested in, in uh, working on my D&D stuff, if you haven't been able to tell. So I haven't really been able to watch as much uh, anime, but I'm going to start back up here probably pretty soon, um, along with the manga as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. This, this season, I was kind of like, eh. There's not. There's a lot that I was just kind of like. Well, I, I guess I kind of just picked some of the wrong ones, maybe to get into. But um, I'm hoping this next season, I can catch up with some of the better stuff that you've been telling me about from this season, and then also maybe get into whatever's good in the. I guess it's the summer season we're going into. Yeah. So I mean, I know I'm. I'm pretty confident Shadow House will get. Um, will get uh, dubbed, and same with. Um, uh, overlord because like i said they've done three seasons of dub for overlord so that yeah. there's undoubtedly there, there's someone if if it's not the same studio someone will pick it up to dub it yeah. um so i mean that the, that'll be my interesting ones for sure uh but yeah uh so and until then like only only one or two episodes of the subs for a lot of these ones are out yet so i can't I can't even quite give them the three episode judgment but mm. by the next time we we meet it'll at least be four episodes out so you know, I just wanted to get my initial impressions and some of the stuff I am excited about. So I know that we'll see how that plans out in the end. Yeah. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. Um, All right. Well, uh, if that's it, um, uh, do you got anything else you want to plug or drop at the end here? Um, no, not really. Um, no, there's not too much coming out as far as like, stuff I'm super excited about, I guess maybe that's why I'm getting more back into D and D because, uh, um, it's, there's the games, there's a couple games and I am excited to play a uh, Xeno, uh, blade Chronicles at the end of the month, but it was really going to be more of an August game. I'm probably not going to be able to talk about it until the end of August. If, if that, um, cause it's like a 50 hour game, but, um, so until then there's not a whole lot that I'm really excited about in games and then shows just kind of just, uh, have to have to see how it goes, but yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it for me for now. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for those who stuck around to the end, and we appreciate it. Uh, once again, this is Another Dead Pixel, and we are happy to have you, and hopefully see you again next time. Y'all take care. All right, guys. See you around.